Ready? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Really excited for, for to talk about this sponsor. Um, there's only one place where you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. Oh, I know what it is. You do? Yeah, I do. It's your favorite locally owned, legendary, and unbelievable delicious pizza joint. Bojo's. 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 Uh, the Colorado Mountain We're Pie. We're going there next week. Y'all oh, can't wait. Can't Company wait. party. Colorado Mountain Pie has become a staple, an absolute staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. Mm. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for, can confirm. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family. Huge salad bar. It's for you, Adam. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap. I'm actually a big salad bar guy. I'm not going to lie. Me too. A big good salad, salad bar? bar yeah, but so that, underrated. Yeah. That's because you put like cheddar cheese. That's oh, it's the worst salad by the time salad. I'm done with it. Yeah, salad bar is big to have at a pizza joint. Though. It is true. Yep, you get um, a little bit of salad. Of, of course, they got Breck Brews on tap and your favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for your holiday parties and get-togethers as well. Celebrate birthdays and other large events. We should do the big pizza challenge. The Bojo's challenge? The, the Bojo's challenge. Yeah. The giant pizza. It's like eight pounds. I don't remember yeah. what it is. We should try it. It always looks so impossible. Yeah. There's a lot of those food challenges. That one looks like there's no way. One of my buddies in high school tried the Bojo's challenge. Didn't make it, did he? He got through like two pieces and he got through them so quick somebody in the crowd was like all right we're gonna need another pizza <laughs> and then totally faded down uh, the stretch of course uh, bojo's bojo's also has four dollar happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options nothing is more important to bojo's in their community which is why they're always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising cause so host your next fundraising event at any of their five front range locations they also offer this holiday season special pint glass koozies that make a great stocking stuffer and also come with a $5 gift card. Check out their site today, bojos.com, B-E-A-U-J-O-S.com. Tell them who sent you. What's your go-to pizza, Harrison? My go-to pizza, pepperoni. <laughs> Straight pepperoni. I'm, I'm out on pepperoni, dude. What? what? Hot, this is a pepperoni. hot take. I'm out on pepperoni? I'm a straight pepperoni guy. I'm a cheese guy. I'm a plain cheese guy. Oh, my God. None of this is surprising. No, you go with the works, the supreme, the everything on there, the veggies. That is also olives, the least the surprising <laughs> thing ever. And our pizza takes are very revealing about us. <laughs> I'm All with the it. Way. I'm, I'm with, with it, it too. Yeah, I'm with yeah. it. That Especially is going to get some hate in the comment ham, section. Ham and ham, bacon. No, you throw a little bacon on there. I think is what really makes the. I'm just the only Hawaiian pineapple. Pizza I'm not a ham guy. I hate yeah. ham. Pineapple's a good fruit. Yeah, it's a good fruit. Great fruit. But <laughs> Adam was so predictably. Let's pile everything we possibly can on pizza. That is so predictable. Somebody wants the worst burn I've ever had in my life. Somebody told me uh, that Adam. I've never seen Adam's face, but he said one time he likes to dip his nuggets in ranch sauce, and he looks exactly like a guy that does that. It's like the meanest thing anybody's ever said to me, but also completely fair. Yeah. Why completely do I? Fair. Someone said axe dude got to hand over his man card, and while granted I do have an axe. Why why do I have to hand over my man Yeah, that card? doesn't make sense. Because I like cheese pizza. Oh, maybe. Uh, cheese, cheese pizza, pizza is, definitely is like the pizza. total, like, the goal, the 100-yard dash of, of uh, <laughs> cheese pizzas. Bye, See, Allie. Bull Bull definitely likes cheese pizza. Too. Yeah, all right. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't like mushrooms or tomatoes. Or... Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. definitely vote. Okay. Yeah, same way Bull's burrito is totally just... 
white rice, <laughs> chicken, cheese, and sour cream. I don't think sour cream. Nope. <laughs> no <laughs> sauce. Sour cream is definitely no too, sauce. Too, too much. Uh, so welcome in everybody to this live edition, mailbag edition of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. What am I? I love to do these live pods. Yeah, it's fun. It feels very interactive for the people. You know, it's for the people, for man. For the people. DNVR is for the people. I'm of course Adam Mattis. This is Harrison Wind. This is Brendan Vote. Um, I said, of course, as if like you guys know who I am. <laughs> of course, of course, you know. You do that a lot, actually. Well, you know, I feel big time. We're gonna so start sending us in your questions. Um, you can reply to t- on Twitter. You can throw them in on Periscope. We got everything up. Yeah, put your questions in Periscope. I got the Periscope feed up here. We think we know how to use that now. We're cool. not sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can close it. Um, but I want to start actually before while well, well, the questions are rolling in. It is the Christmas season. I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to just share some Christmas. Takes. Oh wow! <laughs> might be hot takes I might have to sit out this entire <laughs> section, this entire segment. Christmas slash Hanukkah takes. I'll okay. just compile some questions off the Periscope here. Um, <laughs> Christmas. I hate it. <laughs> well, all right, first of all, what? How? How through are you with your shopping at this point? We're we're less than a week away. Um, I have gotten the present for the girlfriend. Okay. Um, big, that's a big one. Which is really the only person I'm buying anything for. Really? Well, my family's Jewish. Losers. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like Christmas Hanukkah shopping. Uh, I've done a little bit of Hanukkah shopping, but specifically Christmas shopping, yes, I've acquired one present. The breakdancing dreidels are my favorite tradition <laughs> at Pepsi Center. <laughs> I Wait, know. Hang on, what? No, you don't know the break dancing oh, man. No. <laughs> they bring them out for a Hanukkah event, and it's just great. Yeah, they're like spinning around on their backs. It's very, it's very <laughs> hilarious. <break> That's <laughs> awful. Um, what about you? Yeah, I the opposite. I have done the family. I've, I have not gone shopping for the girlfriend yet, which mm. is not good. You guys suck. Luck- no. Luckily, she listens to these. <laughs> yeah. I got my wife shopping done early. I got the girls. We have we have all their gifts already picked out. How hard can that be for the kids? Yeah, it's so easy. Here's one of nineteen yeah. things you want. No, you take them to like King Supers. Even doesn't even have to be like great. <laughs> just go down like a little. And they're like, I want all this stuff. I'm like, okay, you get so, like two. I got them. a question for you guys. One Christmas shopping for your significant other. Do you just tell each other what you want? Or do you go for course. the surprise? Dude, been married 10 years, been together for like 20. There's no more of this like, surprise me, you know my take. Yeah. Like, nope, so, you wanted that? Okay, I'm going to go get it. So me and my girlfriend were at dinner the other night. We we're like, should we just get our Christmas presents now? So we just ordered them on our phones. That's awesome. Just <laughs> knocked it out right then. You know what we're getting each There's other. There's the holiday spirit. <laughs> she got me something. She won't tell me what it is. So. Oh, so yeah. She, you guys excitement. are going surprise. I think I'm going to spring, though. I think I'm going to get her something nice. Have you ever gotten a thing though that like you could? It was expensive. It was nice, but it was just totally not something you wanted. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. wow! My, my parents got How me. Expensive. My parents once got me a guitar for Christmas, <laughs> an electric guitar. I don't play. Really? <laughs> yeah. So that was cool, but I never learned. They're like, we always wanted to send them yeah. a guitar. They're like, Brendan, you never learned. I'm like, well, I never asked for it. So <laughs> they're just trying to force it on yeah, you. Yeah, it was so weird. This is going to be your path in life. Guitar. Now, now I wish I had one. You look yeah. like a guitarist. Huh? You Thank look you. like a yeah. guy that if you just were like hanging out with a guitar, people would be like, "Oh yeah, for sure, for sure." He can, he can really cut it up. You guys want to hear Wonderwall? <laughs> <laughs> if you had long hair, I, I bet you would do that a lot. Yeah. This this thing. Did you ever get what's a crummy gift? <sighs> crummy gift. Like just a real bad one. I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind. Mm. All right, well, good my story. Aunt, <laughs> my aunt always gets me socks, but I have found that I'm about that now. 
Oh I, yeah, like now it's a great clothes like, yeah. are a great gift. Matching right socks now. are the last. There's some thing things you don't like to buy that is you just need them, but it's like I don't like going and buying socks and that. Yeah, so you get them, and it's like that's oh, one less thing I have to worry about. Um, this is good. What about Christmas movies? Have you guys watched a single Christmas movie this season? No, I saw a Christmas movie in theaters this season. What was it? Last Christmas. Never even heard of it. Yeah. Um, so it's centered around that George Michael song, Last Christmas. <laughs> like, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. So, okay. You know that song? So oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah keep, keep singing. Yeah, keep going. That, that song is We're playing. some hearts on the Periscope. They're liking your singing. <laughs> that song is playing last the entire movie. Christmas. And it's, like, about this guy who... It's, so it was know. great. <laughs> so it was great then. It, yeah, I don't want to Two thumbs get. up? Uh, one thumb up. One. <laughs> you're you're the the dad though. Are you in full Christmas mode in your house? Oh, 100. percent We watched uh started doing Christmas movies right on Thanksgiving night. Um, so we were into it. <laughs> right R- Rudolph. So I got my daughters like uh, or my wife I should say did this. Got them the whole set of Rudolph. Like mm-hmm. it's got like all the characters in it. They're big big fans. We didn't realize actually this is a funny one. We didn't realize that Elf on the Shelf has a backstory. That, yeah. like, you can't touch it or it loses its powers. We didn't know that, so we just handed our girls the elf on the shelf that they carried around, and the kids at their daycare are like, it lost its powers. Did you guys ever watch The League? That's yes. The League? Oh, that, yeah, The elf on the shelf kind of storyline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually written a little an episode different. of The League, believe it or not. Fun, fun story. Um, no, but Christmas movies for sure. Love Actually. Watch it every year. Cheesy as hell, but I love it. Muppets Christmas Carol is my favorite really? Christmas movie. A Muppets. I guess I have to turn in my man card again. Yeah, another one. Yeah. Wow, you're really embarrassing yeah. yourself here. All right, well, I guess that's enough Christmas. Nuggets on Christmas Day. Did you remember that the Nuggets had a Christmas Day game like five years ago and they had those weird jerseys? Yeah, the, the dark blue, blue ones. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about this. Well, I liked when teams had Christmas Day jerseys. I thought that was cool. Yeah. The league just doesn't do that anymore. There's already so many jerseys. Right. Can you imagine if there was a fifth or sixth jersey? Yeah. I don't get why. They, you can always just sell more jerseys, man. Why yeah. not just do it and put it online? Because there's something weird about, like, already when you go to Pepsi Center, you see a lot of, like, the navy blue. You just see so many different, different jerseys colors, that it feels yeah. weird. It almost feels like we're all cheering for a different team. I so small old man gripe here. No, I'm with you as a uniform guy myself. Um, <laughs> too many jerseys going on right now. Statues. Too many. Statues. Yeah, what else? Wind, wind turbines. <laughs> big wind. I'm All always talking stuff. about wind turbines. Big, big uh, renewable energy <laughs> guy. Have, have you ever been on a wind turbine? Yes, I have. <laughs> that's how. That's Are right. we going to yeah, do this again? That's true. That's right. That's yeah, a great my one. eighth grade science fair project. <laughs> wind turbines. <laughs> I went up in a winter binding golden. <laughs> we, we know, Harrison. We know. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about the Denver Nuggets here. Um, and we have some questions. Mailbag Friday mailbag. So we already have some coming in. Who yeah, has the questions? Yeah, we got a you? bunch. Well, I'll just we go. Really? Let's go over the Periscope ones first. Right, okay. Um, Spencer Post says, when do y'all think we get to see Bobo? Bobo. Like see him in an actual game or I guess see him with the Nuggets he's getting at. Yeah. Like I- in a game – on the Pepsi Center hardwood. I still have money down on we don't this season. Yeah, there yeah. I th- that's a good that's a good take. That's a good safe bet, but it's safe but it's not fun. Right. I'm going to yeah, go yeah. that we see him after the trade deadline. I'm not saying that they're going to trade to make room for him to play yeah. consistently. I don't know if the front office slash coaching staff slash team wants to like create the hype by playing him now cuz let's just imagine the Nuggets blow out the Timberwolves tomorrow night. And Let's just imagine that, okay, we throw Bull Bull in there, and he plays his three minutes, and he looks like Jared Vanderbilt last year where he has like a great one-minute and 30-second stretch. It might just become another distraction of like, well, why isn't Bull Bull mm. playing more? It's, you don't want that. So I think they, they slow play any minutes. 
I think we'll see him. It's going to be at the very, very end of the regular season. Like right? the last game? The, oh. One of the last couple of games. What a boost. Wouldn't this be a boost going yes. into the playoffs? If I it was would, like, yes. and yeah. Bowl, Bowl, I would be hyped. You I should would, do it. Yeah, they should do it. They should do it. He needs to play. I'm with it. He needs to play at least a few minutes. Also, garbage time minutes, man. I think we'll see him garbage time in the last few minutes is just a meaningless regular season game. Will Bowl Bowl – Let's just say he's a player. Like I don't want to say like an all-star or whatever, but let's just say he's a piece of the rotation. Is he yeah. the most popular player on the team? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 And most popular player, like just in the entire world. Like, <laughs> yeah, <it's okay. laughs> like the most popular Nuggets it's like player. Michael not Jordan. It's Bull outside Bull. of Denver. I see yeah, outside of Denver. Oh, I see. Because Bull Bull has more Instagram followers than the entire That's Nuggets true. team combined. I would sneak <laughs> it into the SEO of anything I wrote. Yeah. Anything at all. But Bull Bull, so beyond all of that, which you guys are right about, that he already is just a famous person. But on top of that, like Denver loves characters. You yeah. know, like they love Birdman. They yeah. love Manimal. Like they yeah. like, and Bull mm. Bull, he's got an interesting name. He's seven foot two. He's yeah. kind of got a unique. I mean, he's just like the aura checks of every Bull box. Bull oh, he has an aura way bigger than no. What he is for but an actual player. The only right thing now. is, usually those guys are like cult heroes, right? Where like something about who they are off the court transcends what they do on the court. But oh, Bobo's totally. got a chance to totally. be a stud as well, which is yeah, like, which is yeah. even better. Yeah, it's like Matumbo, right? He's got that Thomas Welsh like end of the bench. This is fun draw, except he's also a rotation. Can you player. imagine the roar? When he walks oh. to the scores table Are you for the kidding? first time. It might be an all-time. Pepsi Center. We've had some big ones. It might be like a standing ovation before he even checks into the game. Malone's going to put him in on the road. <laughs> That's the only minutes he gets all year at Portland uh, where he gets booed. No, let me ask you this, though, because I think we're – we talk about the season and, like, the Nuggets have been good. There's mm-hmm. a little – but not that much excitement. Let me inject – let me, like, force feed some excitement here. You look at Michael Porter Jr. and just the talent pops. I mean, who knows if he'll reach his ceiling, but at least you see a ceiling in there that you're sure. like, man, this guy has it. Um, Bull Bull, I, it's G League minutes, but we see it as well. What if, Do you guys get the sense that there's at least a chance, there's a universe out there in which the Nuggets' big three is actually MPJ, Bull Bull, and Jokic at some point yeah. over the next like, six years? And that this current iteration of the team, led by Murray, Barton, Harris, Millsap, it's just kind of setting the stage for what's to come. Hey, man, half of this show is going to be about getting rid of one of those two guys. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, we may be getting there. We may be getting there. I, I think it's a there's a scenario. I mean, just because both those guys' ceilings are so high. I really enjoy this version of the Nuggets, and I'm not at, at, by any means anxious for it to be over with. But right. there is something where you just look at those guys and you think, man, Jokic is so unique. And Bull Bull is obviously so unique, and Michael Porter Jr. is is interesting and can be a unique player too. It's just it'd be so fun to have three guys that break the mold, and that's your team, and and you're just the ultimate counterpunch. Mm-hmm. It'd be way more fun than whatever this is. This the end of this rope hasn't been so fun. Well, half of what's so fun about watching Porter is just like seeing him on the court. He's just so new. It's like, well, right. it's Michael Porter Jr. Right. Yeah. Uh, imagine Bull Bull. <laughs> it's like it's magnified true. times 10. Yeah. Do you think next year we go through this entire MPJ situation with Bull Bull? And it's why isn't he playing some nights? Why is he only playing five minutes here and there? I don't think people are going to have the same expectations out of the gate. Like, I don't – Bull Bull, he's like cut of top 10 offensive talent of his class from that cloth or whatever. But MPJ has like – one of the best players in the world ceilings potential. So I don't know if people are going to expect that. I think it's going to be kind of similar. I, I do too. So. I do too. I think so. I think it's going to be a lot where he's so 
Ron has like a lot to learn. He had only played nine college games as opposed to two from Porter. So there's a lot of parallels there, and I just can picture Bol Bol being both extremely talented to where the, the talent jumps off the screen, but also extremely frustrating to where Michael Mullen's like, I can't play this dude. But what I do think is going to be the case is it's going to be less warranted than Porter's kind of hype and excitement. <laughs> like I feel like next really? year Bol is going to be further away than Porter was at the beginning of the season. Disagree. I'm with Harrison on that one. Wow, this is interesting. Let us know what you guys think because I just think Bull Bull, first of all, what he has to do is simpler. Like it's just, I mean, he's a floor spacer. He needs to block some shots. I don't know. I just think that there's an easy role out there for him that can get him on the court. I also, I kind of believe in Bull Bull. No, maybe I'm being. I, maybe I'm I being believed in him here. after the first game. Harrison's but been I just think, it. but I just think he's a little further off than MPJ was. He has yet to log a single assist. Is that still the case? Who did he has? Bull Bull? Yeah. And I mean, he's like, he can just score when he wants. No, I know. So. Yeah, but that's also kind of what I'm getting at, though. It's just like being able to score a lot as a talented player in the G League, like, is borderline not reflective at all of who you're going to be at the next yeah. level in the NBA. G League is very non reflective No, well, I, I, I would actually kind of disagree because, like, if Bol Bol was not scoring, I think that'd be a big red flag. Oh, 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 for sure. sure. Yeah. It yeah. can be a negative if you're yeah. not doing it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I don't know. I'm. I think the Michael Porter Jr. Bull Bull Jokic, like that is literally 21 feet of height <laughs> between those three guys. <laughs> it's like it, it's just incredible to think about those three guys sharing the court. Um, let's see here. I want more Bull Bull takes. Send us. I want to hear people's Bull Bull takes. What are people? We, thinking? we got another question that was literally the same thing. When do we get to see Bull Bull? Okay. Um, hey, there is a chance that he plays tomorrow night. Like, there's if Denver. I think Denver should blow the doors off Minnesota. Knock on wood. You never know if they yeah, will, yeah. but I think they should. And I don't think he'll be active because that Bull just Bull? hasn't. Yeah, he's, he not, hasn't, he's not playing tomorrow. There's for sure they've already ruled him out. No, they haven't. But uh, he's not going to play. Well, it would be fun if it's they snuck him into like later the, if he does. Debbie Downer over yeah. there. Yeah, just giving, dreams, giving you the, the you, facts. You're actually right. <laughs> the realist. Um, let's see here. Try to build some excitement. Th- this <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> this could be a good one. What's going on with Malik Beasley? Um, I guess we'd have to. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, do they? That's kind of an open-ended question. Uh, I I I think it's fair to say Malik is a, is frustrated with not, not having a he's not on record as saying this this is my read I think he's a little frustrated with not having a fixed role in this rotation I think he's got an eye towards a restricted free agency that's probably closer to an unrestricted free agency than most of that kind so um, the writing on the wall to me is that Malik Beasley's not a Denver Nugget yeah I mean even now it just doesn't feel like yeah. he's part of the team I, I know again there's a lot of different moving parts i think to all of this um and this isn't again me reporting this is just my take sure, on the situation sure, yeah. kind of my feel it seems like there's a lot of moving parts and it seems like he is at a job that he has resigned put his two weeks in yes it feels that way yeah but he was a central force in a 24 to 0 run last night turns out he's really good <laughs> yeah he was yeah. also so good last year so is it is it the right call for Malik to be out of the rotation well he's not i guess he's not really out of it right he cuz he he played the other night but I mean, should Malik be playing more is a simpler way of putting this. So my take earlier in the season was like, all right, if you're trying to get this bench unit on track, Beasley needs to be a part of it. But if you're mixing and matching the starters and the bench more, there's less. it's less important for him to be mm. in, in the rotation because he can be a big boost to the bench unit. But if you have Will Barton on that bench unit, if you have Gary Harris on that bench unit, Malik's less important yeah, to the second unit. Yeah, that's a good point. Unit. 
I think you look at a guy like Torrey Craig, and here's the tough part is Torrey Craig has done so much for the Nuggets, you know, since he's been here, and asking him to take a back seat for a guy that's, <laughs> like, already has a foot out the door and sure. is looking out the window yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's just – it's weird. Like, Malone has an impossible job. So, should he? Basketball-wise, yes, but there's other things at play. And that role, backup shooting guard – in the grand scheme of things, not that important. It is mm-hmm. important. And last night it was important. But most nights you, you can get by with, with Torrey Craig or whoever you play. I mean, how what one do we expect Beasley to be traded? Because we all think he'll be out of here before the deadline. So I, I do want to – same co- – I just want to shout out um, at Sandals Dan, chances Beasley is traded before the deadline. So I just wanted to shoehorn that in. 95%. Well, before the deadline, I mean – like at the you're you're saying not at the deadline but like a sooner one. I assume that's what they mean, right? No, I think he meant traded at all. Oh, ninety nine point nine percent. Like it doesn't make sense. Denver, if they had to at the last minute, would be like, all right, here's Beasley. Give us like a protected second round pick. Sure. Like just there's no point in holding on to it. But that, I just wanted to because we stumbled into this organically. Should they do it sooner? I mean, is it sooner yeah. better than later? Probably because I think more just clarity in terms of who your guys are moving forward sooner would be the better. Right. The balance of that, and this is where Tim Connolly's in a pretty tricky spot, is the balance of that is you have to try to get maximum value for it. And I don't know, has Beasley's trade value dropped or risen? I mean, I don't know. But it, yeah. is, it is worth wondering if like his value is higher at the deadline when teams are more up against the wall and more of a sense of urgency. Mm. Yeah, and um, it's got to be kind of low right now or lower than it's been in the past, I would think, just because he has been playing. Yeah, yeah, and he hasn't been playing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one because I do think you want Denver to ultimately be as good as they need to be, and this is why winning games is important. Because yeah. if Denver's losing some of these games, then teams look at Denver and be like, oh, you need to make a trade, do you? You're, you're yeah. feeling the pressure to make some – yeah, like – Denver keeps winning. They can be like, "Well, we're winning. Hasn't been pretty, but we're we don't we're not worried about our record." If you're that team that trades for him too, you have to be sure that you want to match a potentially bigger deal in restricted free agency than than some might think. Which so it's, they will. Yeah. Uh, here's one from. Uh, well, here we go. Learn code travel thoughts on a Gordon Hayward trade. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm out on I'm out on that. He's looked better this year. Good for him. No, he's yeah. a good player, yeah. and he would fit very nicely in Denver system. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you want someone else at the three unless Barton's going to your two, or it's like a dramatic superstar upgrade at this point. Which Barton at the two, man? I'm I'm intrigued. I'm very yeah. intrigued. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, B baller one twenty. What think when thinking of trading Wancho and Beasley? What could we reasonably expect to receive in return? Draft pick, first rounder. For both of them? Combined in one deal. I mean, you'd have to get a player back just to kind yeah, of make a salary. Work. But I feel like if you're trading Beasley, you want to get a pick. If you I don't I'm not sure you want like a, another player that you've got to be playing twenty right. plus minutes back. If you're a rebuilding team and you take on Malik Beasley, would you rather have Malik Beasley, who's about to be paid, or the twentieth pick in this year's draft? Uh, that's, Ugh, a tough that's tough. I think. I that's think. Tough. I think. Depends Malik, what you're paying Beasley. I. I mean, if you're a team that believes in Malik, I think you. You. You do that. A known entity. What's the saying? A, a bird. Entity, a bird yeah. in the hand is worth two in the bush. And like you might have to sure. pay. It's more of an expensive bird in your hand. But, but you the, know what he can. But give. you know, and like the twentieth pick, man. There's just there's so many Tyler Lydons out there. And also like Malik. A minefield of Tyler well, Lydons. Sorry, I Chef's mean. Tyler 
There are some guys. OG Ananobi went one pick before Tyler. There's good. There's good players, but I'm just saying you don't know if you look at like picks 18 through 25 in the draft and just average out. Like there's probably just as many. I mean, if you think about that Houston game where he went for 35, the one game they beat Houston last year, and it's like, dude, if I'm a team and I'm looking at Denver, it's like, oh, you don't have room in the rotation for that guy. We're in. You know, Mm. we'll pay him. Yeah. Would I rather have the 20th pick or Malik Beasley? I'd rather have Malik Beasley. Would I rather have the 15th pick or Malik Beasley? Rather the 15th. Mm. 15th, yeah. Yeah. You get close there. What beer are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking Avalanche Ambers right now. The Amber Ale. One of my favorites. Right? Very. It's an Amber Ale kind of day. I brought my axe. But uh, today, guys. That is neither here nor <laughs> there. Today, guys, we actually got to talk about our presenting sponsor of the show, which, of course, oh. is Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Of course. It's, it seems like it always is. <laughs> because uh, Breckenridge Brewery is Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits Brewery of the Month. Can you get a six-pack there? Uh, of course. Okay. <laughs> of course you can. Is there a deal on it? Uh, download their app, and you can enjoy a six-pack for only $7.99. Oh, wow. wow. That's pretty good. All month long. I at, often uh, pay Davidson's more than that. Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I wanted, this was like a Jokish to Plumlee Elliot right here. The perfect pass, a little fumbled. <laughs> it went in. <laughs> it went it in, but it wasn't. It Why are you going to be the Jokish and I've got to be the Plumlee? Hey, man, I don't pick the roles, you know? Just naturally. Yes, you do. But yeah, we are drinking Avalanche Ambers today. Like that, I think of the Avalanche Amber as the original. It uh, seems like the flagship, beer. I would say. <laughs> the flagship. <laughs> flagship? It's definitely the flagship. Yeah, what did you say? Yeah, there's no yeah. Yeah, but guys, make sure to check out Breck Brewing. I like Available the at every They have a lot store. of good ones. Christmas ale and seasonal ale. So they have Christmas ale for us, seasonal ale for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody. Harrison, oh, it's yeah. not that we don't like Harrison. He's Jewish. <laughs> we should hey, if you guys that. didn't pick up on that by now. <laughs> <laughs> is there another one that we done? Yeah. Also, you may or may not know that taking care of your teeth is pretty important. I knew that. You know that, Adam. I do know that. Yeah. New braces. Nobody even noticed. Our friends at Green Mountain <laughs> no Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. Taking care of your teeth is important. You know, like gum health really is tied to heart health. I don't oh, know if you knew true? that. I yeah. did not know I that. saw it on the uh, sign of my dentist the, the other day. You know. <laughs> yeah, now I know that. This this is a question right up Adam's alley. Did the Nuggets run the back screen action with Murray and Barton once after the first quarter? <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know if I could say for certain that they did or didn't. I didn't notice it, and usually I notice that play. But what I will say is that it's not uncommon. So, the play that you're that you're talking about in question, um, it's it's more of a set play than most of Denver's. As in, there's like mm-hmm. a beginning and end. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of their plays like lead into a free flow. And Denver in that opening bit, teams do this a lot. They'll script two, three, four, five actions out of the same place. So it'll be like. We're going to run this play, hit option one. Run this play again, option two. Again, you just kind of go through the progression, and then you don't go back to it. So did they? I don't think so, but that's also not uncommon. That happens a lot. A lot of teams start off games that way. And actually, a fun, interesting basketball point to go off of this. Last night, the play is the opposite of what usually happens. But Denver, I think, has often, with that starting lineup, started a little slow before breaking into it. So if that starting lineup plays like seven minutes to open the game, mm-hmm. the first three are clunky, and then they go on like a four-minute stretch that's really, really good. And I wonder sometimes if it is a little overscripted. this idea of like we want to get Jamal going or we want to see how they're guarding this pick and roll, so we're running this play to yeah. get a read on it. Let's get Millsap a post Let's up. Let's get Millsap a post up. It's like sometimes maybe it's better to like – 
first play, let's get six passes into the game just right. to kind of get everybody moving and get the blood flowing. Yeah. Right. Uh, what did you guys do before you started this podcast? We recorded a new DNBA show. New DNBA show should be out, out tomorrow that. morning. Um, and then we sat around and talked. We talked yeah. movies. I ate some McDonald's. That's an everyday thing, though. Sat around the office and had weird conversations. That's kind of what happens here at DNBR HQ. It is pretty fun, actually. Are you good there, Harrison? Are you out or do you have more? Well, we got one more. What are your guys' takes on how the Nuggets become a first-tier team? A first-tier <laughs> team. Well, this is a great question, by the way. Yeah. This is a really – and in many ways, this is the question of the season. And I think what's frustrating maybe about the season and why it hasn't been as fun as other years is we're watching the team try to figure out a puzzle. Every other mm. one, it's been like climbing the staircase. You know, like it's the, you see the progression. This one, it's like they're stopped and they're trying to figure out, like, where do we go from here? So yeah. this question is hanging over everything that happens this year. I feel like there's a part of this question that's like, can this current group that's on this roster right, right. now become a first-tier team? Or do they need to make a trade to become a first-tier team? Right. I'm going to – oh, go ahead. I think they I think they would need to make a trade. I do. Um, on You know, this roster I think would need more time. It would need another two years for, for I think, MPJ and Jamal Murray to, to maybe get a little better um, or a lot better. <clears throat> but I do think for this roster this year, if they were to make that leap, they're, they're a stud away, I think. I think they can do it with this team. I really? Think they can. Yeah. Really? They can yep. win a championship with this team and not like a luck up. LeBron got injured and this everybody... season. Yeah. No, no, no. Not this season. I'm just saying. You yes. see this a progression where this team sticks together. And Definitely. Okay. Definitely. For the Definitely. record, I think a tier two team can win a title. It's not likely, but it can happen. I just put our Raptors yeah. were kind of that. They were yeah. like the bottom tier one. Team. Right. I just look. I mean, I just think the Lakers are are a cut above. Um, I just do. So the, the teams that have given LeBron trouble in the past, primarily the Warriors and then the Spurs, those were teams that had some of what Denver has. Now, mm -hmm. the Warriors, of course, had like elite shooting, like best shooting of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the war the I've always said that I think that 2014 Spurs team is the blueprint for Denver. So the first part of my answering the question is twofold. I think Jokic still needs to grow as a player. I think he needs to be a little more dominant inside. His three-point shot obviously needs to return. But I also think there's just something to why wasn't why isn't the offense getting into its zone? I think there's something to we joke about Jokic being a point guard, but like Steve Nash got the offense where it was supposed to go. He just knew what was wrong, told people where to be, and got it going. Jokic, I think, actually in a lot of ways does know, but he doesn't tell people. But he what doesn't to do. doesn't yeah. know how to communicate that yet. I do think that's something. I mean, I like there there are instances where Jamal will straight up miss him in the post, and you'll see. You know, Yoke maybe shrug his shoulders or get a little upset, but you never see him pull Jamal aside as they're right. walking to the right to the huddle. Or so I don't know. Their it's, dynamics uh, are really funny because mm -hmm. I think Jokic both really appreciates him and really gets frustrated by him. Yes, both things are true. I mean, personality-wise, they're a lot different. Yeah, and on court, they're a lot different too. Yeah, but they also work. Like there's moments where it really, last so last night in the fourth quarter was really fun because it was the Jokic Murray two right. game and it was working and it yeah. was like great and they were like oh yeah that this thing is great but also in that game were the moments where you could tell Jokic is frustrated by Murray and it's like so they just those two getting on the same page again like they were in the playoffs if I mean, we can yeah. get, if you can get that in the regular season it, it helps the other guys to sort of figure out where their spots are on the team I mean we've talked about Gary Harris and how weird he's looked imagine if the Jokic Murray two-man game right now was elite and it was just popping and it's like okay now Gary can fit into that that the Jokic Murray two-man game was definable characteristic of last year I feel yeah. like 
no like doubt how, about it. Like, that that is what that is really how I remember the Nuggets' offense running, and a big reason why that two man game developed was because there were so many injuries. Right, and, and Gary Harris was in and out. Will Barton was out. Paul Millsap was in and out at times, and. One of my theories about kind of why Jokic started the year off slow and why the offense started the year off slow was because Jokic felt like there were a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. And um, it was a lot different from just how you know many mouths there were to feed last year. Right? Yeah. That's a good and point. Uh, I feel like he had to spread the wealth a lot. Now that we are in you know several years of this Jokic-Murray pairing, is it maybe not a coincidence that the Nuggets went on that great run when everybody got hurt for the reason you're talking about? You mm-hmm. lose Millsap, you lose Gary, you're forced to play. You lose Barton, you're forced to play more role players, but it worked because there was more clarity. Yeah, there was a lot more clarity. And they were a game away from the conference finals. And in the, in the playoffs, these depth questions yeah. matter less, and it gets, it, you know, it, beca- it narrows. Who are your three, who are your two best guys? And not just that, man. Like, so much of, like, people watching the Nuggets right now, they see this version of Jokic, and they're questioning him. Like, is this the guy? But I, I'm telling you, this is my belief. We've watched him enough. It's not the guy because he doesn't have his foot on the gas the way right. that he does in the playoffs. Like right. mm-hmm. we're we're seeing a very clear. Shaq did this, and Jokic isn't Shaq, but Shaq did it. Nobody questioned it. And they're like, okay, in the playoffs, roll around. I think Jokic had maybe he needs another one to kind of prove it, but I kind of buy into it. The only thing, other part, I'll say, I do think that the Nuggets need either Bull Bull or Michael Porter Jr. to really develop into this elite floor spacer. Shooting three point shooting, the Nuggets are just not a great three point shooting team. They have two guys, one Bull Bull, one in Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, that I think project to be at the very least they project to be very good shooters, and so those guys panning out to just be floor spacers really makes everything yeah, better. That'd be big. Here's a fun one. I think they're closer than people think. They're just not yeah. there, and it's right. frustrating right. waiting for them to get there. Uh, here's a fun one. Who would be the better player, Jokic with a 40-inch vertical or Murray with Jokic's mind? <laughs> it would be well, Murray. Jok- no, no, it's Jokic with a 40-inch vertical. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, how, Jokic is how already practical a top. And helpful is that? Jokic is pick like and, a top Are you kidding? Pick and roll, roll to the rim guy? He's like, you know, like DeAndre Jordan rolling to the rim? That would yeah. be outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Imagine his offensive rebounding, which he's already great at, with a four-inch. Oh, my God. He already grabs O-boards on, like, a four-inch vertical. What I can't imagine is him just erasing shots at the rim. <laughs> just oh, flying out of nowhere. Exactly. Are you kidding? It's definitely that. Yeah. So Murray, with Jokic's mind, also comes with the passive-aggressive pouting, right? Like, <laughs> we, can't, we can't just take the good parts of Jokic's mind. <laughs> uh, I got one. Um Kyle Wirtz on Twitter. In hindsight, how much should the Nuggets regret not trading for Beal over the summer? Was just reflecting on the lost opportunity after listening to the pod about Drew as a potential trade target. I'll frame it slightly differently. We've talked, we talked about Drew. Is he a slam dunk deal? Is he the last, right? Like who's the next disgruntled superstar that is a slam dunk? And with that in mind, would would pushing your chips in for Beal have been worth it? I, I think. I think Beal is more of a natural off-ball fit than Holiday. Uh, better shooter, better floor spacer. Uh, he, he's been a secondary guy before next to John Wall. Yeah. Um, and I think if you just look at a straight-up swap with Gary and Beal, and yeah, you would have had to throw some more pieces in there if you're the Nuggets. But yeah, I feel like that was maybe a little bit of a lost opportunity, especially with how, how poor Gary's looked on the offensive end for much of this year. I, I I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, I thought Gary Harris and I wrote about this before the season. I I picture I 
predicted he would be the guy that has a breakout year and like he bounces back and it just hasn't been the case. I mean, he's been very good defensively. Beal wouldn't be that, but I do look at it and just think this team so much of their problems stem from the fact that they don't have those knockdown shooters that just oh, everybody man. is it, it's funny how sometimes one little thing unlocks everything. And I think right now for Denver shooting is a big part of that. Beal Denver's I have 18th to think. in three-point shooting this year. So the Warriors what are what are the Wizards? Top 3 in offensive efficiency right now. Yeah, I think they're, and they're two or three. And like they're not a great team. Having just one elite shooter that's like oh we can't ever leave this guy is a right, big deal. Yeah. You give Murray and you just you start to add him up it'd be great. God, that team would be really good, wouldn't it? It would have been fun. Yeah. And I think Bradley Beal would be a guy that people really love. He's a, a good personality. Like, I think a good dude. He, he's a nugget. Yeah, he he's a nugget, but he's enough of a veteran presence to command some respect. Yeah. And to I feel like he's a guy who could speak up a little bit in the locker room. A playoff series, though, with him and Murray, you know, you are just vulnerable to, like, bigger teams. Yeah, and to like, like, which one of those guys – they're, you, you talk about the Lakers. The Lakers are going to switch one of those guys onto LeBron every time, right. and, and you're just not going to be able to find your way around that. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Although it's current, that's currently still a problem, and you know, that's true. Didn't, you could just yeah. have the far superior offensive player. Um, here is one: Can we play Jeremy at the three in specialist roles to guard your PGs, Kawhi Leonard's, that's like a good Craig question. versus Dame, etc.? I always said I think we'll see it, uh, especially in the playoffs. You know, I don't think that's something Denver wants to go to, but if their initial defensive alignment isn't working, you know, if how they're deploying Craig isn't working, uh, I think they'd go to it. I think when we go back and watch games from like 2011, there there was a famous one with the Nuggets. This was like 2007 or 8 where they're playing the Mavericks and all the bigs foul out and Ooh. It was a big deal because George Carl was forced to play Clay's at the four. And they're mm -hmm. like, look at him. He's going really small. And they just right. like blow the doors off the Mavericks. Right. And it was like, they got lucky that they survived this. I think when we look back at that, we're like, well, why didn't they just go with their three point? Why did they feel they had to match up with Desana Giap? Like, like <laughs> he wasn't going to post up. Oh, man. So, Some of those centers, man, back in the day. Yeah, that just had no talent. That was like, we have to put a big on him. Like, why? Uh, I wonder if we'll feel the same way about our, the reluctance to play Jeremy Grant. Like, does he knock down his three-point shots? He is right now. Yeah. So what else do you need from your three? Like, what's the difference between Torrey Craig and him if both of their offensive roles is to stand in the corner and knock down threes when they catch it? You might as well go with the guy that has, like, a seven-foot-three wingspan. Also, Craig is low-key kind of better at guarding guards. Yeah, right, for sure. wings anyway. Yeah. For so. sure. Like, what if you played Craig at the two, Grant at the three? It feels like <laughs> the kind of thing that you don't show all regular season and then you show in the yeah. playoffs. I, I – I, yeah, I'm, I don't think it's a lineup you play a ton, but I do think that Denver should occasionally throw that one out there, especially against those teams, just to see. How does Jeremy Grant do against LeBron James? Can he? Does he look better than, say, a Torrey Craig or Gary Harris, which mm -hmm. my, my hunch is yes. Uh, is Jeremy Grant what you thought he was when the Nuggets traded for him? He is what I thought he was. The Nuggets have not always used him in the way I envisioned. It's a good way to put it. It's, yeah. Yeah, he's about what I thought he was. When he's playing with Jokic? Wow, he's, he's he's exactly what we pictured, and I think what the Nuggets picture when he's been playing with Plumlee. You know, I was on the defensive side. I've been a little surprised. I, I I have because I've seen all the highlights of Jeremy Grant as like you know erasing shots from the weak side or whatever. But I'm not sure he's like a, a really solid, impactful team defender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I'd agree I would say the same thing. I, I will say his shot. I never trust it, but it's going in at a really sure, high clip yeah. right now. It just never he's looks hot. to me. He is hot. He is he, hot, man. Who is more open than Jeremy Grant, too? He's yeah, just he's always getting, open. Yeah. He's getting a lot of good looks. Yeah. <clears throat> he keeps knocking them down, though. We're going to change our tune about him.
It's gonna prove us all wrong. Should we hit some from? Uh, from maybe we should take a break. DNVR. Yeah. Or another final break. break. Cool. We'll take a break and then I'll read some. From there. All right. We'll uh, leave. Be back here in five. Yes. <laughs> what do we got? Uh, we got on, ad a quick guy. word from Piper Electric. I'm reading questions. I'm doing ads. You are doing everything. You know, but to whom much is and given, still much is expected. The Will Barton of the DMVR. <laughs> the Will Barton. He Piper has Electric been has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983. Through a commitment to customer service and team performance, Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DMVR hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. Bada bing, bada boom. I got one here we can go to because it's fun. Somebody said predict next 20 Nuggets games. I'm not going to do that because 20. <laughs> I mean, like, predict the rest of the season. Yeah. Know? But I do think, let's go down the list right now. What are the Nuggets? Okay. 18 and 8? Yes. Let's go down the list for the rest of 2019. Okay. I think, I, there's, like I think there's 10 games left, okay? Minnesota tomorrow night, I think that's a win. That's, that's a, a win. Dub. At at Lakers, that's a loss. loss. I think that's a loss. At Phoenix, that's second a night loss. of a back-to-back. I think, I think they go for it in L.A. And, and then lose, and as a result, are tired in that second half. I, I would rest everybody in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> rest Murray, rest Millsap. New Orleans on the second Just night of a back-to-back. Or, I'm sorry, New Orleans on Christmas Day. That's a win. That's a redemption win. That's a time. definitely a redemption win. Memphis that's with two days off before playing them at home. Win. That's a win. That's a 25-point win. Sacramento, second night of a back-to-back, now, but at home. But remember... Denver blew that Sacramento game. Yeah, that's a win. That's a win. Second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. We're going at home. Yeah. yeah. And then That's like not even a back-to-back for Denver. And then a day off, and then at Houston. That's a loss. So you got three losses for the Nuggets, and you've got four wins. So they, 22 and 11. It's a pretty good record. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, right? Is there so confidence level, like – the wins, I feel pretty confident about. The Sacramento one will be tough, second night of a back-to-back. But, you know, Minnesota, they should win. New Orleans – Minnesota and New Orleans, they should just be – those should be good wins. They should, but I'm not confident they will. Like, I'm confident they're going to win, but I also feel like we're going to get performances like they did against the Knicks, Man. like they had against the Magic. I feel like that's what's kind of Still feels happen. like a win, though. I, I agree with you that the question is about comfortable win or, yeah. like, a disappointing win. I just think, yeah, I just think they're going to win. Like, it, maybe it's the Orlando game where there's all those runs, but at the end of the day, like, the Nuggets will win by five or something. You know, it's a dub. Me- Memphis and Sacramento, you could say a little bit more touchy because they're just more competent teams. But, again, I feel like Denver should win. And then at Lakers, at Houston, at Phoenix, those are all tough. I mean, those ones, I almost feel pretty confident that Denver wins the ones they do and loses the one they do. Yeah, I feel really good about that prediction. Yeah. 22-11 and 11 is not bad. All right. Sky is falling. I got more here. All right. Um... When is the national media going to realize that Love Jok- this question. Jokic has been good for about a month now? This is coming to us from Mike Malone's burner account. <laughs> What's it going to take to, to change the national narrative around Jokic? They're still running Dude, with the Jokic is bad it's, and fast. It's going to take a lot because the narrative gets set over the first month of the season. True. Especially the narrative on a team like Denver, who you know will play a couple national TV games here and there. Right. But the narrative is pretty much set on Jokic and he is going to have to have just like an unbelievable cup like stretch couple week stretch to change it. Harrison, you're not wrong but you're also not right. Yeah. 
There are, you're right that for the most part, that is what happens. You're always a month or two behind, three months, whatever. But there are two big high-profile games coming up that narratives are written in high-profile moments. The first one, NBA TV at the Lakers. Lakers are top dog. And Lakers, by the way, get top billing. If, and I don't predict this will happen, but if Jokic had a dominant performance in that game and they won, I do think people would start to say, well, if we look at his numbers over the last eight and he just dropped 35 on the Lakers and they just beat him, maybe the Nuggets are back. The, the, the narrative flips on a dime. Yeah, but Jokic doesn't see these as high-profile games. They're not in the playoffs. They don't count. And that's part of the Jokic's experience and part of the reason why the national media is going to be slow to this. They're only seeing the big games, and he doesn't always show up for those. Really? I feel like he shows up for big games. But Last not, year, not this year. Just this not, year? What? I mean, he, Minnesota? Philly, yeah, but those were, were those television. I guess what the Philly. No, but no. they were against good but teams. That's what he's talking Philly about. Though, is what I'm just saying. Like in general, I just like what, Jokic. Is this a big game for you? No, it's not a big matchup. It's not a big game. It's well, not he won't where say he that, to, yeah. but I feel like he feels it. I last year I did feel more confident about like okay the the cameras are here. Jokic is about to do his thing. This year a little bit less so, but you know maybe he has turned a corner and he's ready for yeah, it. The one thing sure. I'll say is that Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, those that's just, that's just a tough matchup for him. So, yeah. but you know what. I don't predict it'll happen, but if he does dominate that game and the Nuggets win, I think it happens then. And then Christmas, it's the Pelicans. But if is, he, is anybody gonna be watching that Christmas? It does, game? Yeah, maybe not. But you know what? Last if, game of the day. If he has, if he has like a big triple double, not like an 18, 10, and, and eleven triple double. But if he has like a, an impressive triple double, again, those are high profile. Then when you look at the Christmas Day graphics the next day, and it's like performers of Christmas, and he has at the yeah. top, you know, you flip the script. So. I personally think it's going to have to be more than just a couple games. Mm. I mean, I might be wrong, but I feel like the Nuggets are already so far down the ladder on like what's important right now in the NBA. Tw- 22 and 11, and you either beat the Lakers or you won big on Christmas. Like it's just at some point you do look at it and go, well, they, their record does say they're good. They beat the Lakers, and the storyline's going to be what happened to the Lakers. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not going to be. I mean, oh, Jokic had a. If big Jokic night. has 18, 10, and seven, yes, that's the story. But if he has twenty five, I mean, you know, twenty five or more with a triple double or something, yeah, then the I, story. I lean with Harrison on this one. Really? I just look. It, now I'm rooting. For, oh, it took. It took 14 of the best games in the playoffs that a center has ever played, debut age notwithstanding, for people to notice. And then it took a month after that for people to hop off the train. How far back are the you – know, the Nuggets are two – they're like five games back to the Lakers. Well, they could hop into the two spot. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, this one comes to us from at Chill Ducey, Will Barton union leader on Twitter. Is Will Barton the best guard on the Nuggets? Full stop. Full He's stop. been the best guard on the Nuggets this season. He has been. I think. Murray's more talented in a vacuum, but right now Will Barton is doing more of the things that help you win, I think. He's been more of a Jokic ball player. Number one defensive RPM guy, Will Barton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the numbers don't lie about Fifth him. in RPM. I still probably give it to Jamal. Um, I still, I, he still draws the top assignments. I sure. mean, you know, that, that stuff matters. But I, I, I'm with you that I also think that Will Barton has just done more. Like, he's been more well-rounded. But Murray, if he, the question was, is he, who's, is he the best sure, guard? No, Mur- yeah, Murray's the, the only thing I would augment, I do think Will Barton's the best Jokic player on the team. And I, he's versatile. He does all the things you need a, a Jokic guard to do, namely get the ball to Jokic yeah. in the post. He, and, and on the pick and roll. Like, he's and just a very good pick and roll partner yeah. with Jokic. Yeah. We got, we we out? We no, have we got more? plenty we more. Okay. Um, Fire through them. Do you guys think that if consolid tra- if a consolidated trade not in- consolidation trade not involving him, 
All right, ignore that. Is Monte Morris the backup point guard for the? <laughs> is Monte Morris the backup point guard for the foreseeable future? Do you think he'll be? I mean, he can be, but I also think it wouldn't be the worst thing to look for an upgrade there. Upgrade's so interesting because backup point guard upgrade. I don't think there's that many. He's a very reliable, low mistake right. guy. Yeah. Um, when you say upgrade, I almost feel like you mean higher upside scorer or passer or something or just a guy who's like six five yeah <laughs> the know? length might be a thing there might be a thing that might there be nice I, I mean monte can definitely back up monte is great he's a great backup point guard i don't think he's the point guard of the future i think he's the point guard of right now but i, th- I think he gets more money somewhere else and denver just looks at it and says you know yeah. how important is that he's position probably not in denver long term um if Millsap and grant both resign does J- what does jared vanderbilt's future look like in denver a good question, even if yeah. he doesn't resign, That's to be honest. Peter Martin, buckets since 88. <laughs> since Ooh. Yeah, I'm a believer in Vanderbilt, but um, if I'm him, I'm getting a little frustrated if I'm coming back next year behind uh, Millsap and Grant and probably another backup center, too. Your agent might be asking for a trade. I mean, right. you have to look at the path to success. And, you know, the Nuggets are not going to bench Paul Millsap. They're not going to bench Jeremy Grant. They paid a first rounder for him. So it's not where, what I read in the newspaper. So, so, so where do you go if you're Jared Vanderbilt? You're just you can outplay those guys and still not get a minute. So I mean, after this season, he's going to be two years in with zero ro- ro- really ro- like rotation minutes sure. under his belt. And you're sitting here like, hey, you traded up to take me. Like, you, you know, <laughs> am I a part of this or not? Right. No. So um, I think I think he's in a tight spot here in Denver. From the Hamburglar 77, am I wrong to think defending big wings is this team's biggest weakness? And who would they go after to help solve that issue? No. Um, it's been a weakness for the last couple of years. And it's, it's the not, reason they lost yeah. in the playoffs last year. They People couldn't act stop like Rodney they Hood. <laughs> like, oh, they couldn't stop the Blazers. They, no, they couldn't stop Rodney Hood. Yeah. Rodney Hood had three of the best games of his year against Denver. And, uh, yeah, they've so, really got the same guys outside of Jeremy Grant. Who could help in that area? So I wanted to tie it into this question from Stat Squatch, which is kind of a funny name. That's a name. good name. Yeah. Good job. Is Robert Covington the trade we should be talking about over Drew? A Murray-Barton-Covington starting unit gives us more of the length of battle. Mm. Probably not quite as high of a, a price as Drew, although still high. Yeah, it's just you're not going to bring Gary off the bench. You're not. Maybe he's the price, though, for Covington. And Barton at the two. Do you send Gary uh, Harris to another division rival? Oh, I you mean, can't do that. You can't you know, do that. Just yeah. picture that. But I do something like that. Like Sometimes I do think, yeah, maybe you do get a three at the cost of Gary and you move Barton to two. I can't picture the map in my head, but is Minnesota, <laughs> Minneapolis close to Indiana? Like is that is that like Dude, drivable don't, distance? Don't, don't make me do no, that. No, I think Geography. it's a flight. It's still like a far flight. Yeah. Okay, so it's not quite home. Um, <laughs> I don't, Covington to I me is the guy that like I d- I'm not as high on Covington as everybody else in the world seems to be. He's a really solid player. He's good. I yeah, just, I think he's he went from super underrated to a little overrated. I think we also talk about players that like Denver always they're in a compromised position inherently for where they are. They're not getting free agents. And he just is the type of guy you trade for. That's like, he's going to get you over the hump, but he's not, but he's he just, not, he just makes you like tiny bit more. What, a, what yeah. about Aaron Gordon? Dan, oh yes. Dan, Dan McClay wants I, to know. Yeah, So I love this question because it's funny. Aaron Gordon popped into the scrum. We're all standing around waiting for Michael Malone to give his pregame scrum. And he hopped in was absolutely delightful. Very charming. He did a little sh- did a little routine, and then Marlowe 
being Marlowe, he like asked him what happened to you guys last night because they lost in Utah, <laughs> like almost aggressively. And I, this is such a little thing. I'm overstating it, but he handled it so well. Yeah, so well. So he's ready for the Denver media. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No, I just looked at it and I was like, you know what? This guy I kind of like. Great fun personality. Like mature and was not afraid to like kind of admit that they you know what yeah. i mean he, a lot of players like if you asked jamal murray that you know what, what would he say like if you asked what ha- why'd you guys lose last night it's always a, like um, a little the, defensive well we missed some shots they scored more points than we did we he lost would, the game he would perceive the question to be which i think marlo almost was kind of aggressive in it but aaron corn just like rolled with it in a way that i was like you know what this guy seems very down to earth yeah so i'm going my scouting report five seconds of like an interaction social interaction with aaron gordon i'm all in i don't see the fit though sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry what do you mean you you don't see the fit well you're gonna have to either move off from Millsap or grant so or play him at the three can aaron gordon be your three if will barton's your two (sighs) i didn't think about him in that way yeah, I guess he could be your three. It does mean Michael Porter Jr. is just your bench player. For yeah. like, come on, that's not going to happen. Anyway, I like Aaron Gordon's game a lot. Big fan. What if it was Aaron Gordon and Jeremy Grant as your fours? Oof. And, and, but Millsap's gone. Millsap's gone. I don't know if you can afford him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I don't a good know point. if you can afford both of them. Um, Mitchie, 5280. Adam always talks about LeBron being one of his favorite players. Mm, that's a good point. What is Adam's all-time favorite five <laughs> you guys. by position? Yeah. <laughs> Screw that hair, so uh, Brennan guy. Sit back, Jens. <laughs> <laughs> can we all do it? We can all do it for sure. Um, right, Jokic is easy and LeBron. Those are like my two favorite players of all time. Full stop. No, no need to go past it. Honestly, my next one is probably – this is going to surprise a lot of people. This is going to be the most shocking thing anybody's ever heard me say about myself. Kobe Bryant. Damn, that does surprise what? me. <laughs> I was a huge Kobe what? Bryant fan all the way up until about 2010, which is weird because like when he won his second. Yeah. Um, he had all of his faults, but there was few players more fun to watch than Kobe. He was he was pure like we talk about Jokic in 2017 and like he just always felt like what was going to happen like crazy pass it was also new that's how I felt about Kobe from like 2003 to 2007 basically I thought the championship version of Kobe was more refined and shared the ball but way less fun mm. those crazy scoring Kobe years were just like insane mm. what what am I missing a power forward and a point and a point Andre Miller probably gets my point guard nod. Um, you know, historically, like I love Magic Johnson, but I didn't watch enough of him. Like I, I know him through highlights and stuff. Andre Miller was a lot of fun. Um, power forward—that's a tough one. Maybe Dirk. I was gonna say Dirk. Mine's Dirk. Yeah, I'm a big Dirk guy. I have the same front court as you. Then. I was a big fan of KG all the way up until yesterday when he somehow tried to pretend Dude. that, like, <laughs> oh, LeBron, we owned him until the agenda <laughs> came Classic out. Classic 08 Celtics stuff. Dude, Dude. that I, I love one title. One title. They were really good. They were a really good team, but they've like they really are ruining the part that made them good. So my point guard's Iverson, my first favorite player ever. Oh, that's a good pick. My shooting guard. You ready for this? Rip Hamilton. Oh, really? Wow. This is the Richard Rip Hamilton. The most Harrison take, dude. Really? Though, so that's who you like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so those Pistons teams. I oh. love those Pistons teams. And Rip Hamilton, my favorite player on those Pistons teams. Tayshaun Prince, close second. I need I need D Wade as as my team. The Muselix of of NBA. Oh players. come on, Rip Hamilton was so awesome, man. <laughs> Dwayne Wade at shooting guard, man. Dwayne the Wade Diet so Pepsi cool. of of NBA players. <laughs> <laughs> point guard's tough. I don't know. I can't say I've fallen in love with a lot of point guards. Yeah, 
Maybe Nash. Steph, I I, I got to say, oh, I yeah, almost yeah, gave yeah. the nod to Steph yeah. because Steph, like Kobe, Steph's peaks were just, I mean, you couldn't take your eyes off the court because something crazy could happen. Did, we, right. did you go through your whole list? Yeah. You I have the same front court as Harrison. My, Are you, my oh. small forward? Who is my small forward? Oh, he's not going to pick LeBron. Hmm. Not LeBron, huh? No. Hmm. You guys are younger. You have fewer like small forwards to kind of pick from. Not gonna yeah. go Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. Giannis. Giannis is fun. Hmm. It's LeBron. I'm telling you, when I think back to like my 20 most impressive performances I've ever seen, LeBron owns probably like 15 of them. Yeah, yeah. dude. And Kobe probably owns the other five. Like that. It, when it, it, it really does come down to that. Kobe at his peak had some like just insane scoring performances that were absurd. They had a game versus Portland. I think he had 61 or something in the game, and down the stretch he hit like eight of the most incredible shots I've ever seen. Maybe Scotty Pippen at the three. That's a good I'm one. A big Scotty guy. Man, now I really want to watch LeBron in Boston in Game Six when we're done with this. <laughs> that. You know what's funny is that game is like falling down the list. He hit a bunch of tough shots, but some of the later years. I, I still maintain game one of 2018 wow. is the greatest, uh, best performance. And it's because he did everything. Everything. Yes, everything. They'd be lost. Where, yeah. he, where he played a perfect game of basketball. He's still lost. Oh. Oh. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that. All right, I'm out. I'm out of questions. Why hasn't Malone tried going to a three guard rotation, Jamal, Gary, and Will? What? That's the starting lineup. I don't understand that. Bad question. question. He has. <laughs> uh, actually, I might That's have all more. I've got, I think. I might have one more. Give us one more. We'll get out of here. Send everybody off to their weekend. Um, put on your GM hat. Look at all the all-star guys who were, quote, gettable, unquote, over the last few years. What moves would you have made as the GM with the benefit of hindsight? For example, would you have gone on all in for AD or Kawhi? I mean, we don't know if that stuff was on the table, but. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that wasn't on the table. Uh, yeah, so. I wouldn't have gone all in for But, like, was Jamal AD. and Gary and Malik and Picks, you know, for a rental of AD? I wouldn't have done the done. rental for AD. That would just would have been, oh, would have been such a like frustrating season. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten with it all done. the LA talk. Right. You really have to go to the second tier stuff. Like Bertans was gettable this summer. Like it would have been great to have. If you could swap Bertans with Grant, and I love what Grant has done, but Bertans is shooting fifty percent. Like yeah, 10 I think the thing with this question is that the guys that were gettable in this stretch were never really gettable for Denver. Kawhi, well, we knew he did not want to be here via trade. Like you can, you can look at maybe some of the tr- players that have been traded. Sure, right. Um, over, but and maybe even maybe draft Jimmy picks. Butler, but that would have been Kyrie such a risk. <laughs> I don't think you could have done this for Dallas, but like trading everything you own for Luka Doncic for that pick, or actually it was Atlanta. So Atlanta pick, had five yeah. or whatever. Like maybe you could have tried to been like, you know what? Would you rather have the the third overall pick, or would you have Jamal? Care <laughs> like just yeah. six, you know everything. Because if you had Luka and, and Yoke, I just don't know that you would have needed anything else. Right. Yeah, I mean Luka and Jokic with like, three defenders. Yeah, with whoever with yeah. three Tory Craig's. Three Tory Craig's, and you're like in the in the in the final. I still think a, a half a season of Jokic and AD might have gotten it done. <laughs> I feel like we're forgetting something or something. There's got to be a draft pick that we forgot. That's like. Went 28th, and it turned out to be a really good player. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Go to hell. How different? I mean, we've kind of beaten that dead horse, but. Yeah. Yeah. Different, but I don't know about that. Any better. Yeah. All right. That's it, guys. Thanks, so, guys. Thanks so much for all the questions. Thanks for tuning in to all of you guys on Periscope. Um, and we'll be back next week. Brand new episode. Before we get out of here. Green Mountain Dental, 
is offering a free Sonicare toothbrush. When you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you guys know how taking care of your teeth is pretty important. So with Green Mountain Dental, all you have to do is schedule a cleaning x-ray exam and they will hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online, 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.